Hi folks, welcome back to Good to Game Radio. I'm your host, Tony speaking. Tonight I've got Vance, Clint, and Tasha in the studio with us. And tonight we're going to be talking about Hawkeye, the Marvel show that just dropped a couple of weeks ago. And we're going to be going over episodes one through three. Vance, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Tony. Glad to be here. Glad to have our special guest with us tonight. Awesome, awesome. Clint, how about you? Uh, I'm doing amazing. I pet a cow like three hours ago, so I'm still kind of riding that high. But uh, everything's awesome over here, man. Well, yeah, you just moved down. You just moved back to Florida in preparation for your trip to to Ireland. So exciting I stuff! I literally was unloading most of everything I own into the garage of the, of the house I own in Florida, and felt completely homeless the entire time. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do I feel this way? <laughs> it's weird, but. Yeah, I've had a cow. It was nice. All right. And last but not least, Tasha, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Excited to see what's to come. Awesome. For our longtime listeners, Tasha uh, made an appearance on, I think, our second episode, second or third episode, where we were talking about the difficulties of finding a PS5 you were experiencing that uh, uh, that firsthand, and uh, did you uh, did you ever uh, get that PS Five? Um, we actually did get that PS Five. We went through a lot to get that PS Five, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple of things. One is that uh, Tasha technically has more seniority on the show than I do. Just want to throw that out there. And uh, two, the only reason I got a PS Five is because Tasha texted me. The what is it? Brickseek? Is that what it was? Yep. Uh, it was some website that would tell you like if a UPC or SKU number or whatever was at a store. Um, so I literally found out that uh, Walmart had a PS5, and I got out of bed and drove myself over there and got it. And I absolutely would not have gotten it if it wasn't for Tasha. So thank you, Tasha. And also, uh, Clint is the reason why that website got shut down as well. <laughs> 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 all right so our main topic tonight hawkeye has everybody seen the show yes yes i hope so because you'll be kicked off this episode if you didn't (laughs) hey right and as most listeners know i tend to procrastinate myself i did finish all the episodes the three episodes uh yesterday so i didn't uh wait till like two hours before the show before I started watching them, so what? Uh, right, I, feel I know. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody, uh, somebody else here uh, uh, waited. You just finished uh, uh, what episode? You just finished there, Clint. Episode three, like uh, thirty minutes ago. Uh, it was an hour and a half ago, at least. Okay. Okay, so we're swapping roles. That's what it is. We're just swapping roles. Yeah. Already. Well, I've had you know, a lot going on, sir. <sighs> Excuses. I'm 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 not hearing any excuses, isn't it? Vance, what are you hearing? Hey, hey, look, look, man. <laughs> excuses, all right. Look, I don't want to brag, man, but I've literally uh been watching nothing but shows, you know what I'm saying? So I'm caught up on everything. Uh Hawkeye, Will of Time, Arkin, all that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> well, I'm gonna brag. That's what Tony texted us about, right? That we should watch it. Yes. And like a yeah, like a good student. I did my homework. Arkin is a great show. Hey, talk to me about the Princess Bride, Vance. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, what'd you say, Tasha? I heard you said something slick. <laughs> I was about to call you a um, teacher's pet. Want to do your homework on time? Hey, got to. All right, look, You're I got a key. gold star, man. So put thank it down. you, thank you. Hey, 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 look, our audience relies on me to be knowledgeable. Okay, so I got to pick up the slack. All right, someone's got to be <laughs> somebody. <laughs> but Arkin is a great show, by the way. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, watch that. We'll talk about it later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I already started. Already started. Yeah. Nice, nice. Teacher pet number two on the way. Teacher's pet number two over there. (laughs) First day on the show already. I got a lot of expectations. (laughs) 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 All right, let's just get into this Hawkeye show. People that have listened to the podcast by now know that we are all about spoilers here. So I don't know why you'd be listening to an episode about. Uh, Hawkeye um, and not expect spoilers so there will be spoilers everywhere so if you if you don't want that now's the time to leave go get caught up and then come back later so uh, so yeah. recap so we're in a post Thanos world right just like all the other uh, Marvel shows that they've put out here recently so we're post Thanos and now as the show's billing says Hawkeye it's about Hawkeye, that uh, Avenger that was in the in the background. And like, according to Clint, if it wasn't for Hawkeye, they would be winless, right? What was the stat you showed? Uh, you threw out there last week, there, Clint. It was that the Avengers were seven and zero when they were fighting with Hawkeye, and they were zero and four when fighting either with uh, either without or against Hawkeye. So. Probably the most important Avenger that there ever was is this guy Clint over there. All right. So if our video was actually working at this moment, I'm sure mm-hmm. it would be showing you raising the roof, right? So yeah. <laughs> no, no fist pumping. Remember, that's a young man's thing. Right. Because, yeah. And know, my face is looking at you crazy right now. Like I can see it. I can see. I can see it in, my, in your voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you crazy right now. All right. You tell me Hawk got a little bow and arrow is the reason. Okay. 100%. 100%. Okay. So, to Hawkeye, first episode, the show opens up with what? The battle, was it 2012? The Battle of New York, where the Avengers are are battling in the streets and and, and buildings of New York City trying to hold back that invasion. So that's where it opens up with. And we're we're introduced to one of our protagonists, Kate Bishop, a little girl. Uh, How old do you think she was in that that scene? 12? 10? When she is like... Looking out yeah. the window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. About 10, probably. Yeah, about 10. But she's watching the battle unfold outside of her uh, apartment. And and we're, we're seeing, you know, uh, Hawkeye battling on a rooftop, doing all kinds of crazy stunts and stuff. And during this battle, father is, you know, is killed. And at the funeral, her mom... And, you know, ask her what she what she wants, and she's like, she wants a bow and arrow because she was sitting there watching Hawkeye battling, you know, on the rooftops, and she was inspired, and she wants now to be able to protect her family. So, she asked for bow and arrow, and she also takes karate lessons and fencing lessons and sword fighting and all this stuff through her childhood. Um, either one, I'm guessing, to be able to protect her family in the future, or Maybe she wants to be a superhero. I don't know. But that's kind of how the show opens uh, with her. And and then we go to, uh, we see Hawkeye at a Broadway show. 
he's in the audience with his his kids. He's got three kids there with him, and they're watching. What show are they watching? Yeah, it was like an Avengers musical. Rogers the musical. <laughs> oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> right. It was it was funny because they had these outlandish uh, outfits and were up there singing and dancing, you know, to the invasion of New York, right? So he's watching that and he sees somebody on the stage. It kind of, you know, gives him like remorse. Who Remember who that was? Definitely Black Widow. Yep. Black Widow. Right. What did, what, uh, what also did he point out to his kids <laughs> uh, during the show? Who was there that wasn't supposed to be there? Uh, is anybody going to say it? Of course, Ant-Man Spider-Man? wasn't supposed to be there. Ant-Man, that's who it was. Ant-Man. <laughs> he was like, he was telling his daughter, i tell you who's not there, Ant-Man. <laughs> so there's a couple of different things that I feel are going on, but what do you guys think are the main plot lines? Definitely, I think that, uh, you know, they're moving her into that hawkeye role so um you know like just like uh you know like when they were um you know shooting like the different arrows and stuff like that and you know he's you know like pretty much teaching her like on the fly like uh but i think it's it's, it's kind of just setting up like uh her own story like her own her own path but he's like you know like the mentor for like right now but uh that's what i see as far as like the plot like as far as like what is behind like the track suit and like um because the leader that's deaf, uh, I don't believe they went into like what the connection is between her and Hawkeye, like as far as like the hearing aid and you know like her being deaf and stuff like that. Like I don't think they went into that yet, have they? Yeah, they did on episode three. See, they I just remember this on it because um, um, what was it? Hawkeye ended up like fighting and killing her father. I believe, or either like some family member of hers. It didn't so, really say if it was his, her father, but it was definitely uh, somebody close to her relationship. Somebody very figure. Cool. Yeah, father but, figure. But here's the question, though. Was that, it was Ronan, but was it him as Ronan that did it? Is he the only Ronan, or is there multiple, and he just took on the role for a while? Like, is that something that is information that's out there? No, he definitely, uh, he, he's, he's definitely uh the one that killed uh her, we'll say father, whatever like that, cause um because the connection that's that's there, you know what I'm saying? It's like he would really like for him to come to that role and not be the one. Like he would have to do like a lot of like like backlogging to say to find out like who these people are. And I mean like the fact that you know like um you know like their their communication, you know like with the sign language and stuff like that. It's like you know he would have to know that you know from like on-hand experience gotcha that makes sense i think yeah so we've got it's an introductory story for for kate right she's like the young hawkeye uh she's had all the training growing up um she has a desire but you know she's meeting up with hawkeye himself and he's like you don't know what you're getting into. You know, too many sacrifices you're going to have to make. I'm doing you a favor by trying to get you out of this trouble. And yeah, it's a definitely an introductory story as the show overall is an introductory story uh, for her. And we're kind of seeing him as like that old, you know, that old, old mentor that's, you know, kind of 
he's past his prime. Like he's got, he has to have a hearing aid, right? Because he doesn't, you know, he's not full of superpowers and stuff like the other other superheroes. He's he's just a regular dude with, and he has a lot of OGI injuries, on the job injuries. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, cause like her, like, like her role right now, like I'm not really feeling it only because like, you know, like how they're, you know, have her portray, you know, like she's like arrogant, she's cocky. And it's like, you don't know, like the first thing about being a hero, you know what I'm saying? About being in that role. And it's like, instead of you kind of taking it all in, it's like, you want to be, you know, in front of the spotlight. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like that old traditional, like uh, war story. You know where the where the young men are always seeing you know just glory. Uh, I don't know if you saw like the uh, the old black and white movie uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, where all the young men of this German town and you know they're like they're excited because there's war and they they want to go fight it and they you know they see the uniforms and all the music and everything that you know, goes along with that, but they don't you know they don't see the real nature of war until they're actually in it. Right. So it's like, you know, that's her, like with you, like that's her now. And she's, she sees the glory, you know, she wants to, and that's kind of like through the whole first three episodes, like you see like, you know, people paying for Hawkeye, you know, Hey, here, let me pay for that dinner you had, or everybody's just like super fans. Like everybody knows who he is. Right. Even, right. he, even he's the lesser of the Avengers as far as, you know, recognition or, uh, what did he say? that's right. You heard me. I use that word on purpose. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, sir. He is the best Avenger statistically. Uh, okay. Math doesn't lie, right. sir. But yeah, but that's, that just, that reinforces like everybody. That's what everybody sees, right? <clears throat> everybody sees like, Oh man, that's so awesome to be a superhero or whatever. And he's like, no, it sucks. <laughs> you don't right. know what you got to give up. He has no yeah. his, his this during the, his a continuing trend through the first three episodes is like, you know, it's Christmas time in New York, and he's trying to spend time with his kids, and they're at they're constantly asking, him, "Are you going to be home for Christmas? Are you going to be home to do these things that you keep saying that you're going to do?" But we know the truth. We know that you're probably not going to be there because you right. never were in the past. Right. And that's something that weighs heavy on him. And knowing that, like, he can't just walk away from helping this girl, even though she's a mess. Right. See, and that's the selfishness that I don't like. I don't get like why they why they wrote that in, because it's like, okay, like instead of you like, okay, well, I'm going to lay low so you can at least just get one day. It's like she's just like she's challenging everybody. Because you know, that is life. her new role. That's what they're trying to push out. They're trying to push out the old Avengers and pull out the new ones. Yeah, and I, I think that you can't have her just be perfect and just come in and take over because she's better than him. She needs to learn from him because they still need to have, you know, Clint still needs to give some value um, in this scenario. And I think it's that's like why we, we're seeing her with these flaws. Go ahead, Natasha. I was saying it's like more of a transition period. Yeah, exactly. I don't like it. <laughs> because because it's like you okay, like like okay, so you challenge the guy, you know, stepdad, whatever, step well, 
will soon be stepdad with the whole offensive name, you know, like he challenged the game, you know, and it's like, hey, you know, like you're challenging like everything, you know, and you know, like that's the thing is like, and like her mom is trying to kind of like to get her to see is like <clears throat> nobody's saying that you're not who you say you are. It's just a time and a place for it. And you have to learn that, you know, and that's why, you know, like Hawkeye had that relationship with the tracksuits because he understood that. And yeah, you know, he, you know, got older, but I mean, you know, she, she has to learn that, like, you know, you don't have to be the loudest in the room all the time. Like it's okay to, you know, sit back and wait for your moment. So what do you guys, how do you, what do you guys think of the dynamic between Kate and uh, Clint? Yeah, dude. I, I think that we're seeing her. She's coming in all like uh, cocksure, ready to go, you know. And she's obviously got like a, she's capable in a lot of ways. But we don't, you know. It, she has so many things to learn and so many like uh, just areas for growth. And you can see that she has a ton of respect for him. But also, like her thing is, she's always pushing about his marketability and stuff like that, and he's just not interested in that. So it seems like that's just another way that she's like trying to push him to be something that he doesn't want to be. And I expect that she, in her doing that, she learns that she doesn't want the marketability either, right? That she's going to be the next Hawkeye or whatever, or, you know, a replacement of that role, it seems. I mean, I feel like she has to have a lot of these qualities because it needs to be balanced out by him. So he needs to essentially, like, she needs to tone down in some of these areas and that's where he's going to be beneficial to her. Um, and I think that he, he mentioned in this episode three, like that she was one of the best archers or whatever, you know, like he, he was, he, he could see that she was more than was meeting the eye at least because he just was saving her. He didn't see all the things she had done to like get herself in these horrible positions in episode one and everything. He just saw, Oh, she needs to be saved. But in reality, she does have a lot of skill. So I think that she is growing on him very quickly. And I expect that it's going to be a really good kind of meshing between the two of them. Clint, when I say you just took everything that I was about to say, like literally you took everything I was about to say. And and, and you as the person with more seniority, I should have let you have it, Tasha. I am so sorry. <laughs> no, That's what the fun. pause was for, Clint. That's what the pause was for. <laughs> no, okay, you, it's for the guest. The guest that. goes first. <laughs> you explained that perfectly. Like legit to the team. Yeah, he read the clip those off Google. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm sorry tasha no that's fine let's uh just least, say all those words and then tony will just cut my heart out cool. at least somebody's paying attention and like vance you know what i'm saying mm, vance hey. needs to step his game up a little bit hey, hey my game my game is stepped up all right if, if you look at all the transitions you know that happened you know like over the years it's like you know all right you get to a hard place Okay, boom, what they say first time, shame on you. Okay, all right, second time, all right, now you keep falling into this trend. And to me, it's like you're not learning. It's just you just keep getting bailed out, you know, by your mom, by Hawkeye. And it's like, you know, even if you look at the old Batmans, you know, like Spider-Mans, whatever, it's like, okay, you might get in two situations, then you're going to focus and find out what's going on. She just keep doing stuff. And I'm like, okay, you're not like a little kid, like, you just keep doing stuff. I, I think that's the part that that aggravates me is like, how many situations do you need to get into where, you know, until like you need to sit down? Wait until episode four. Maybe we'll see something. 
Well, I hope so. It's only three <laughs> left. Shoot, they better do right. so. <laughs> what do you guys think of the uh, Echo character that was introduced in episode three? She's the leader of the tracksuit mafia. Um, what do you guys think of her? Uh, I think it was kind of random because I didn't really see her place in it. But I mean, I guess now thinking about what happened, like the whole tracksuit mafia and everything, it kind of makes sense. But one thing about it is that ASL is getting recognized in it. So that is a plus. And uh, ASL is American Sign Language. Thanks. And she kind of makes a point of that too, Hawkeye, doesn't she? Yeah. Right. Yeah, she's like, you know, the hearing aid is a crutch. All right, it's a so, crutch. Did you know in the, uh, I, I don't think they prefer to be called like the deaf community. I'm not sure if it's hearing impaired community. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what the proper phrasing is, but there are people in that community who are like super against any sort of hearing aids where I've, I've really read online um, like these little children, have you ever seen these? They're in the doctor's office and they're getting fit uh, for their first hearing aid. And it's the first time they can ever hear their parents speak and all that. And it's like this absolutely beautiful thing to see. And you can look at the comments and there are people who are just like, like going so hard against the doctors and the parents for doing that because they think that like that child was born without the ability to hear and that's how it was supposed to be. And you're like trying to like, you know, uh, cheat God. I mean, it's crazy stuff. And it seems as though she very much feels like that way, like that he's he's using that, but that's not what's supposed to be. And that's why she crushes that thing. It's interesting, though, because she's got this fake foot anyway, right? Like she is getting assistance, um, but she still has these super strong feelings against him, you know, trying to be able to hear things. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic with her, yeah. like, and he killed her father, right? I mean, so, but but I don't think she knows that yet, right? Because she doesn't know he's Ronan. Yeah, she doesn't know. Um, yeah, she doesn't know that he's Ronan. Yeah, that's that's an interesting contradiction that you br- uh, brought up, Clint. The fact that she was so hard on him about the hearing um, hearing aid, but she has a prosthetic foot, right? So, like, is there is that a contradiction? I'm not sure. I, I think that she was she's supposed to be a hero. From what, from everything I've read and seen, um, in this case, you know, she's the head of the mafia, and I think we kind of get an image uh, in one of the scenes of like who the big boss guy is. Literally, we see like a black slave in his hand on his on her shoulder when she's young. Um, but I, I think that's supposed to be Kingpin, but you know, I'm not sure. I'm not as well versed in the comic books as uh, some other people, but I. That's my. That was my first inclination. Was that that was Kingpin? That's who who's uh, the, the main villain. Yes, you are. Well, I don't know about the main villain, but you are correct. Uh, she is the adopted daughter of Kingpin. Oh, okay. It's kind of funny because I was watching this whole thing uh, when I'm watching the episodes. You know, they're running around New York City. You know, explosions. You know, in episode three, as they're chasing, and I'm thinking, "Where's Spider-Man at?" Where, come on, Spotty, where you at? <laughs> what about this dog? What's significant about this dog? They just put a dog in there? I have no idea. <laughs> a one-eyed dog that smiles, apparently. So did, we gotta, did it not smile? Right. I literally just asked my cheat sheet over here, which is Aaron, my fiance, y'all. I just asked him, what about the dog? Like, Is that just random or like what's going on? And he feels like later on in the 
series or whatever that the dog is going to actually save them somehow. So I'm interested it to find that out be. and look that out. I feel like, you know, we're seeing her. That's like one of the ways that they've developed her character in a positive way is that she saved the dog because we're seeing a lot of her kind of just like going crazy and, and like Vance has pointed out making bad decisions, but like she has a strong moral compass. And if you look at her other bad decisions, they're all related to the same thing, right? Like all of these decisions are, she's trying to help in some way and she's getting over her head, but she's doing what, you know, she's doing the right thing regardless. And you're seeing that with the dog too. And I think it also like, you know, it humanizes people. You know, like, oh, hey, there's two people. This guy has a dog and this one doesn't. Which one's better? Well, the one with the dog is better, right? I mean, that's just how people think and view things generally. And it could just be a, a, a plot device in that way. It's just like, oh, hey, we're supposed to care about her a little bit and see that she's got good to her or something, you know. But uh, your uh, fiancé definitely might be onto something with the whole, uh, he's going to save him. Or it could be like, that's her, like, her character. I don't know if there's, like, a comic book that we already know that this character is uh, like, she's not going to be Hawkeye. She's going to be whatever character from a comic book or whatever. Right. That could be the case. And maybe that character has a dog sidekick, you know, it's possible. He also mentioned that was her first heroic action in the film. So saving a dog first save. I mean, the yeah, first action, the like... first action that we actually saw her do was destroy bell tower. Exactly. She's been bad results, but the dog is actually a good result, right? Like she could do something right, it seems, you know. Right. The media saw her saving the dog, like in the middle of traffic and all of that stuff, so should give my man a slice of pizza. <laughs> do you guys, do you guys like the choice of actress that they went with for this character? Is she famous? I've seen her in some stuff, but I can't remember what. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who she is. I don't know anything about her, but uh, here's one thing I'll tell you. Um, when, like, the last scene of episode three, she's riding in the car with him, uh, with Clint, and I look at her, I'm like, who is that actress? Like, did they switch her out with the, someone else? Because her eyes looked so different. I don't know if they're just trying to, like, if it's all the scenes are dark and she's in the light in this episode or whatever, but I literally looked at this actress and thought, did they switch out the actress? But I could hear her voice. It's the same person. But she, like, I don't know, like, she's, I don't know, a young, young actress. She's probably, like, the appropriate age to, like, uh, join, you know, the MCU and, like, because they'll, they'll probably be able to get a good amount of time out of her, you know, like, and, and not, because there's, they're doing a lot of transitions with these actors who are getting older. And if they find a good actress, you know, and she's young, like 20 or something, probably, then, uh, you know, they could get 10 or 15 years of good movies out of her, potentially. Um, oh, she seems to be doing a good job. Um, her name uh, is. Yeah, I don't know who she is. Her, her, Do we know her, her name? Her name is Haley Steinfeld. She. Uh, Stein, so not Seinfeld, but Steinfeld. Yeah, S T E I N F E L D Steinfeld. I, I, th- I think so, is, that's Has she been spelled. in other other stuff? She played in the movie Bumblebee, the Transformers movie. <laughs> uh, which... Oh, she was probably a little kid then, right? That movie's been out for a while, hasn't it? That's probably been out like three years. Oh. Uh, she was also in uh, Pitch Perfect yeah. Two. Uh-huh. And she's been and in a three. lot of stuff, but um, yeah. yeah, she was in three too. Um, yeah, she's pretty. I think she fits the role. She she does she 
she does that bumbling her hero thing pretty good getting in over her head so i definitely like yeah. her as the, as the uh, actress that they've they've gone with i think when she is that doing that bumbling thing i think she's a little bit charming and i think that's mm. like important you know like um i don't perceive her as like her character as an idiot um when <laughs> and when you're making the kind of mistakes that she's made i could see that being something that you know i could come to that conclusion but i don't see that i see like um you know her mistakes stuff like that seem like she's charming so are y'all ready to have your mind blown absolutely Uh all right so the girl that plays echo i'm not going to try to pronounce her name her first name her last name is cox right Mm -hmm. so echo is a native american right so cox in real life she's a native american and she's actually deaf oh really yes and um her and her um her amputee foot isn't isn't a prosthetic. I mean, like, uh, it's not like you know fake for the uh, show. It's actually like she has, you know, she she's an amputee in real life. Oh wow! So okay. that's why her, yeah, yeah. So that's why you know you see that. But yeah, but she's actually Native American. She's actually deaf, and that's what the character is in um, you know, the Marvel universe. So I was like, wow, like they actually went above and beyond to fill that role. Yeah, that's super cool, actually. The overall show so far, like, what's the tone? What's the vibe do you have? Like, me and Clinton and I were talking about this earlier, you know. It's like, it, it feels like a uh, Hallmark movie. <laughs> like, a Christmas Hall- Hallmark movie. I like the tone so far. I mean, like, um, I like the, the pace of the show. I think I like um it's going pretty well uh out of all the the marvel shows i think this is um probably my my second favorite because of the pace and how you know they're you know like getting the story out there it's not you know like dragging you know like um you know like some of the other shows but yeah i definitely think it has like a good a good pace and good vibe to it we were saying it's more like home alone meets die hard I love that. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. good. That's Tasha. interesting. It's good. I, I definitely see that. Um, yeah, it just has that. It's it's got like it's funny in a way. <laughs> it's mm. they're trying to be funny, but it's like it it's like it is funny. But yeah, it's kind of like Home Alone funny, and then then you have action, which is Die Hard. Yeah. I see it. <laughs> God, yeah, because like two... way to explain that ever. Because <laughs> yeah, like two of the funny moments so far to me is like when they you know capture him or whatever like that, and then my man like one of the the thugs goons he's telling her his real life problems and she's just like like what <laughs> and then they got him sitting on these horses like these little yeah these little bouncy <laughs> horses he's like what is going on like you know. That's yeah, it, it's it's it, it, it's it's funny. I mean, like the tracksuit mafia is just funny to me. Like, bro, everything's bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, what do you think about the uh, that TV show, bro? <laughs> Can I just coming tell from you Russians? That's super weird. I don't know if you saw, like, in Michigan, there was that school shooting because you know America, um, and the kid, like, there was a video taken from inside the classroom, and it's like. 
uh, the outside the door, it's banging. Sheriff's office, open up. All clear, all clear. And then from inside this room that they're like, you know, hiding from the gunman, they're saying, oh, no, we're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And then the guy's like, man, I'm a cop, bro. Open up. And then the, the kids in the room are like, bro, bro, I don't trust that. I don't trust that. And they all like evacuated out the window and left. And it turns out the kid that the person that was at the door that called them all bro was the actual gunman, was the school shooter, you know. And then literally, you know, while that is at, like, that is like a big thing in the news is this school kid that's trying to shoot up students is calling them bro and he gets called out on it. And then that is how the Marvel universe has chosen to represent these thugs, you know, is by calling everyone bro. It's like, bro. Okay. Weird. Interesting. That's how we're going to call everybody at work from now on. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this has you guys nothing already stopped calling to... people dudes as soon as I left, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's funny. Dude has a different term in different parts of the country. I will say that. Oh yeah. But uh this is this is off topic, but uh I was driving I was driving right, you know, today at work and uh one of the managers, he's walking and you know, super windy, super windy. All of a sudden this cone flies back, flies past him like five miles an hour, goes like twenty feet, and he stops and he looks like, yeah, <laughs> am I like like, like <laughs> the cone glides like it, it doesn't topple over and roll, no, it like glides like Michael Jackson moonwalk, and I seen it and like so you know I, I'm driving, I park and I look at him, I'm like. Yeah, what ghost did you piss off today? And he's like, you seen it too? Like he was like, man, hey, he stopped. He looked behind him like somebody threw the cone. He like, yo, like, <laughs> and he like, you know, like, you know, picks up his uh his walk. Like, oh, I got to go. Like, I don't know what's going on out here. <laughs> All right, so let's kind of wrap things up here. Let's go around the table. Let's start with Tasha. Do you like it? Do you not like it? You know what, what to be think? honest, like it really takes a lot of me to actually watch Marvel movies and Marvel episodes, but after the fact that I actually sit down and watch it, I really start to enjoy it. And Hawkeye is one of those shows that I can actually say that I really do like. And moving forward, I can't wait to see what it turns out to be. Hopefully it leads into Spider-Man. Vance, what do you think? Um, I like the show. Uh like man, like make me want to go to the store, go buy a bow and arrow. You know, see what I could do with it. You know, <laughs> if I could go hit some movie targets or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely like for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, I I like the show. I'm excited for the next three episodes. Uh, you know, they about to turn the magic on, so I can't wait. Can't wait. Clint, what do you think? Well, obviously, it's the best show ever. You know, this uh, this Clint character is really oh, something else. You know, my gosh, really brings a lot of uh, you know, waiting on a lot it. of chutzpah to the to the role, and really, you know, putting one on for Clint's everywhere. So, very pleased. De- I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything better in my entire life. Actually, definitely, wow. definitely the best thing ever in the world. Ever, way better than anything a Tony could do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it don't take much for you to make you happy. Just put a Clint on it, huh? <laughs> Dude, every time they say that name in the show, if I'm like, what in my brain is wondering or whatever, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's someone named Tony. You can't understand that. You know, Vance, Tasha, they had uh, 
a character in a show that was their name, they would feel awesome too, I'm sure. If you do, if you've already found it, congratulations. But this is, you know, in my years, this is my first time that I'm, I got a Clint in a TV show. Very congratulations, Clint. Congratulations. Yeah, and I think it's going to be the last time as well. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, friends. Tony, well, what I, do you think about it, man? Is it your favorite ever, obviously? It's my least favorite ever, just because the character's name is Clint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I like the show. It's 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 funny and grounded. Like, there's not a whole lot of just like typical Marvel over the top. You know, we don't. There's not alien. Well, there are aliens, but like mm. the characters themselves, like they're just regular people. Kate is she she's able to do what she is able to do because she spent years learning how to do those things. Then you have Echo who's does what she did because she, she was forced to kind of live in the world uh, uh, between the two worlds, like her father mentioned to her, you know, and then obviously Clint Barton, you know, he, no, no superpowers, just a dude that was good with a bow and arrow. So it's like, these are just regular people. And there's a lot of feeling. There's a lot of feelings in the show. Like there's a, as you you know, it's New York. It's set in Christmas. It's funny, like you said. Die, it's Die Hard with Home Alone, whatever. But I, there's like this underlying sadness to the show too. Like it's mm-hmm. it's like just below the surface. It's like it's sad. Like they're really trying to hit like every emotion they can get out of people with this particular show. Um, like the scene where he answers the phone. And he doesn't even know who he's talking to. He thinks he's talking to his wife, and mm-hmm. it's his little, it's his little kid. And Kate has to basically write out what, because he can't hear, write out what you know, he's saying, the kid's saying, you know. And he's trying to convince the the kid that he's going to be home for Christmas, you know. But I think everybody's going, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not going to be home. Like, quit lying to yourself, you know. You want to, you want him to just like i get this feeling like oh man just dude just retire already just go live the life you never lived you know and uh so i like the show yeah it's it's got a lot of uh a lot of different, a lot of feels going for it and stuff and it's a little bit more grounded than some of the other shows you know so i'm definitely yeah, interested best show to see ever. How got, it. Sh- got it got it but it's not the best show ever I mean, maybe they changed the name of the, you know, the main character or the second. So the main character was named Tony. It would be the best show ever. Is that what you're saying? <sighs> maybe. Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes our first three episode wrap up discussion impressions of Hawkeye. Glad that everybody was able to join in on the discussion. Tasha, thanks for joining us for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. It's so lovely to hear your voice, man. Thank you, Tasha. Thank you. Uh, I think he was talking to Vance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we will be back with us next week to cover the uh, next episode, episode four. Sure, as long as you guys have me, I'll be here. Oh, All right. So exciting. Tasha, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, thanks, Clint. <laughs> All right. And you don't sound too Keep excited. Clint. Right, keep clear. Yeah. yeah, I need that. For the audience, be sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcasting app, Good Game Radio. Follow us on Instagram, 
or Facebook. And we hope you have a great week and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Later, dudes.